Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Hello and welcome to Listen Up America. I'm your host, Eric. And this week we're going to try something a little different and uh, see how that works for you all. And I'd love to get any feedback and all feedback from all of you. Good, bad, and indifferent. It only helps make a better program. So I want to talk about censorship and what's causing it, why it's being caused, why it shouldn't be happening, and maybe where we can go from here. So as everyone's aware, you know, the last year, two, three, the ramping up of the left, that would be our dear friends, the Marxists, socialists, and communists of this country that have a letter D next to their name, they've got it in their soul to determine what is worthy and what is not. They are going to decide what is socially acceptable and what is not. They're going to apply their criteria and only their criteria, and your opinion does not matter. And it's getting, I hope, to a tipping point where America kind of goes, enough of this crap. But I know America. I mean, I'm watching what's happened these last 50 years, and we're just getting dripped to death by Marxism and socialism. And we just keep taking it, keep taking it, keep taking it. And every day, one more person in this country seems to go, "Uh, that's not going to happen anymore. And then maybe tomorrow, another person. But we're talking about 100 millions of people here, and uh, it's going to take a long time. And by then, it may be too late. And that's why I do what I do. I think it's important to speak up and let you know that if you're waffling on these topics, and you're not really sure, that maybe I can help tip you one way or another by getting you to think about it to put your set of values or maybe remind yourself of your values that maybe you kind of put off to the side because it was convenient and it wasn't, you know, you were kind of avoiding confrontation. And just remember, voicing your own opinion on something and then somebody else reacting violently or aggressively towards you, that's not your fault. You're allowed to think and allowed to have a conversation and speech. They need to settle down. Two ears, one mouth. Talk about that. Shut your mouth. Listen with your ears. It's okay to listen. If you don't like it, this goes with the whole censorship thing. If there's something out there in speech, having a conversation with another human being, and you don't like it, don't have that conversation with that other person. If it's going to make you irate, irrational, and act out in an aggressive, violent manner, just don't do it. There. There's first step. If you are not open-minded as you claim to be, which you're not, then just don't have those conversations with those people, okay? Just step back and go talk about the latest on the E-channel and some nonsense going on there. You know, talk about the Kardashians. Nobody gives a crap about those people, but, you know, a lot of you seem to. You know, go, go live in your nonsensical, unimportant, irrational, unrealistic worlds. And leave the people who are trying to deal with serious situations alone. Just leave us alone. If that bothers you. If you open a book and you read it and you're, 
oh my God, I'm so offended. Close the book, put it down, throw it away, sell it on eBay, give it to a friend that you think would like it or, hey, you got to see what you think about this. And they'll be like, I don't see your problem. But if it offends you, you pull yourself out of it. You're not doing the world any favor by being some grandstander and, and yelling at people online because they like the book and you didn't, or you don't even know what the book is, but you're still going to hate on it because, well, everybody else is. So let's pile on strength that numbers. Come on. I don't even know why I'm screaming, but come on. Take a breath. It's a book. If you don't like it, it won't influence you at all. But oh my God, but what if people do like it and their children read it and then they be, it's a book. The only book out there in my 51 years that has altered my life is the Bible. And if that book offends you, you got big problems. Because it's simple. It's just a guidebook to life. And if you look at yourself and how you've been behaving these last couple of years and what you've been screaming and judging everybody around you, crack open the Bible. Just go on Google or Bing, whatever your search engine is, and type in a topic. How to deal with fill in the blank. Having trouble with this. And then add Bible to it. And see what comes up. And then read it. And if you don't quite understand it, see if there's an interpretation of that. Talk to a friend that maybe you know goes to church. Maybe they can put you in place with a pastor. You know, they're not evil people. They've studied this book. And every year that goes by, they become more and more of a master of the Bible and understanding what that perspective and point is to get you to think and change their way of doing things. Now, I don't want to get all Christian-y on you. I'm just saying, that's the book. Everything else is just fluff and fantasy and, and, and it just, it is what it is. You take it at face value. I go to Barnes and Noble and I look around and I say something I like, it looks interesting. I grab it. If I see something and it's written by somebody or there's some entertainer that thinks whatever, and they got to throw their agenda out there, I'll just pass. I don't really care what they think. I don't. And I don't think most of you do or should. But if you put your value of your life in the hands of what LeBron James thinks or what Matthew McConaughey thinks, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, you, you're not all right. You know, reading books that, by comedians, I read some of those because, well, I like to laugh. They tell funny stories. But it doesn't change my perspective or make me worried. Well, oh, my gosh, what if somebody else reads this? and they, th Dude, you got your own mess. Don't worry about other people's. Focus on you. I guarantee everyone out there has a mess of problems. Don't go looking for new ones. You got enough to deal with. Trust me. I see you walking around, driving around. You all messed up. And I'm no different. We all got our problems. So like I always said, look in the mirror. Start there. Once you got that person figured out, then you can start pointing fingers at everybody else. Here's a hint. You're never going to be able to do that because you're going to be a mess. How are you going to handle it? So that maybe you'll learn and you lessen the impact on your life the next time. That's all you got to do. Just kind of try and do a little better. Remember, every time you take your finger and you point at somebody else, there's three fingers pointing back at you. 
What are you talking about? Well, just do it. Point at somebody like you normally would. How many more fingers are pointing back at you? Three. So the latest is, you know, we're rampaging. Dr. Seuss is the worst thing ever. He's such a racist. And people were screaming and screaming and calling all these names. So the Dr. Seuss publication writes, and the, I guess the company that owns them decides, well, we're going to pull these six books that clearly offend you. How does a book offend you? It's just sitting there. Well, I read it, and it's got pictures of making fun of. It's not making fun of anybody. It's just pictures. It's art. So you know Dr. Seuss wrote a book in 1961 that was very much a part of his soul and his belief system at the height of racial injustice in this country with Martin Luther King stepping up more and more and more and more of the black and white community seeing his message and hearing his message and passing on that message. So this racist that you all want to claim that Dr. Seuss has wrote a book called The Sneetches. Do you all know what that's about? So there's these really odd-looking yellow bird creatures who live on the beach. Star-bellied sneetches are part of the in-crowd, while plain-bellied sneetches are shunned and constantly mopey. They're really sad because they're just not part of the clique. Later, they become friends with the help of Sylvester McMonkey McBean, the fix-it-up chappy, and his star-on machine that could add a star to the stomach of a sneech that didn't have one. However, the original Starbelly Sneetches are upset because they're believing themselves are still superior because they, they had it first. And the ones that don't are now getting it aren't the same. But McBean offers a solution in the form of his star-off machine capable of removing the star from the Sneetches' belly. Though it costs more money, this caused the cycle of Sneetches running into and coming out of the machine until none of them could remember who was originally a star belly, and who was a plain belly? But after all their money is spent, Sylvester laughs as he packs up his inventions and leaves the land of the Sneetches. The Sneetches then realize they've all been tricked by the monkey, who believes they will never learn their lesson, but is proven wrong when they discover that every star-bellied Sneetch is as good as the other. Do you understand the big picture of that, you well-read liberals that like to tell everybody what's evil? Human race, we're all the same. Whatever artwork he chose to share his story, he purposely did what he did not to be racial, but to be inclusive. It's Dr. Seuss children books. This isn't the how to be a good person. Even though these books, if you actually understand, this is on mom and dad reading these books to their kids when they're two, three years old, explaining when they're three, four, five, six years old when they understand a little bit more. It's up to you and me. We have to tell these kids what life's about and why. So we're just going to cancel Dr. Seuss. Here's the funny thing. Sales of Dr. Seuss books are going crazy on Amazon. People are buying his books like they're being censored and canceled. And they see the value in these books and therefore are going to buy as many as they can before you crazy lunatics out there get your hands on them. On eBay, right, they're taking these books off, these six books. You can't buy them on eBay. How dare you even look it up, you racist. But you fascists out there, the true Nazis, the ones who keep calling everybody else that's not a Nazi, like a Nazi, because you know they don't even know what the word means. You do. You're a Nazi. You're the book burner. I'm not. You read whatever you want. Watch whatever you want. You want to limit 
what's out there and take it away. Well, you know what's on eBay, you little Nazis? Mein Kampf. That's on eBay. You can buy that right now. You can buy anything by Adolf Hitler. Yeah, he's the one that wrote it. Do you know where he wrote it and why he wrote it? Mein Kampf. Hitler was a political prisoner after World War I. He was starting to rouse everyone up and, t- and talk about socialism and the importance of it and doing his Fuhrer screaming thing like he loved to do, that big voice, doing it in bar halls and things like that. And they were going to overtake the government, but the government was ready for him and took him down, threw him in jail. There, for the next couple of years, a certain Adolf Hitler wrote a book on how to be a super Nazi. You know what that means? White supremacist. Everybody else that isn't a pure Aryan white German was inferior. They had the star in the belly. None of you did. Jewish people talking about how it was all their fault. Sound familiar? Everything is now white American fault, right? That's what I hear every damn day on the news and the radio. Somehow I did it again. And I think I just woke up and went to work and came home, checked on the kids, how they doing with school, see the wife, give her a kiss, have dinner, talk through this evening, watch a little TV, go to bed, kissy kissy. Where the hell in that did I do something wrong? Because you're white. Well... Born that way, nothing I can do about it. Just like I tell my friends, if they get a little crappy about racism, they talk about black people or something. They're just born that way. So hating someone for being black or being white is stupid and ignorant and fascist. Not liking someone because they're ignorant and uneducated, I pity them. I don't think we hate them. I don't like uneducated, uninformed dimwits on TV with a platform who gives Dr. Fauci the right to be a celebrity idiot and just contradict everything he says for the last year. Yes, no, up, down, left, right. Inside, outside, where five, where one, where six, where two. It's going to be bad. It's going to be good. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's never going to end. We need the power. So if we can keep you monkeys spinning like a top and not knowing what's upside down, then we win. They're idiots. John Kerry's an idiot. Fauci's an idiot. Anyone out there speaking this crap agenda, the true fascism, look it up. Just because you say a word, people on the left, doesn't make it right. You you can't just say, well, that's not a blue sky. That's actually red. That's a red sky. And you that's how ignorant you sound when you call people who aren't a fascist or aren't a Nazi these names. You don't even know what it means. And all you do is devalue the power of those words. In my mind, I think that's the plan. Let's just devalue it because you're the fascist. You're the Nazi. You're the one book burning, censoring, condemning a race of people, hating a certain religion. That's what fascism is, people. You can keep saying it, but it doesn't redefine it. That's what it is. And if you behave that way, that's what you kind of are. So I can go, and you can go fascist people, and if you really want to know how to do it, just go on eBay and buy Mein Kampf. Read it up, get get the English version, of course, so that you don't have to go learn German, and learn about how to be a Nazi, and how to really do it. Warner Brothers, 
You know, Space Jam 2 has been in works for God knows how long. Never watched the first one, never cared. I wasn't a Michael Jordan guy. I wasn't going to watch all that nonsense. And to this day, I'm proud to say, never have. But I know there's a character in there called Lola Bunny. That's Bugs Bunny's babe. And back in the original before, she was a female bunny with human attributes because that's what the cartoon people do. You know, ever watch Roger Rabbit? I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. That's Jessica Rabbit. Now I got Lola. So for Space Jam 2, Warner Bros. like, well, we're catching a little bit of heat. And uh, everyone's talking about how there aren't any genders or there's 58 genders. So there's not just boys and girls or whatever. We got to just neutralize everything. So Lola looks like a dude. Because see, pretty girls, they can't be good at anything. If you're pretty, you're not good at sports. You're just pretty. So just sit there and be pretty. That's how the left and all those cultures looking at you now. You can't be talented and pretty. It's so upside down. So we're just going to neuter the rabbit. Great. Okay. More of the same. Let's keep canceling the definitions of masculine and feminine. They don't exist. One's not better than the other. No, one isn't better than the other. They're very different. Said it before, said it again. A dude that wants to dress like a chick can do that, but that does not make that dude a chick because that dude still can't have babies. Still doesn't have the biological wiring God gave women. On the other hand, a woman cannot become a man and impregnate a woman with his own biological matter. Can't. They're going to have to turkey base this thing well, from the bank, the goo bank. I mean, come on. There are boys, there are girls, there are men and there are women, male and female. That's it. But we're so determined to take that away. You can't. You guys scream about science when it comes to this fake climate change and, and the environment is going into. <sighs> you, you lie about all that. As soon as somebody goes, well, look right here, there's 58 scientists that just said this. They're lying. Are they? Why? They're not a good scientist. Do you know them? No. Well, I disagree. That's why. That's not valid. That's not a reason to just ignore information. Doesn't fit my agenda. Tough tookies. We got Pepe Le Pew. Nope, got to take him out. He forces himself. Yeah, that's what Pepe Le Pew does. He's just a chill guy romanticizing and thinking he's just all that in a bag of chips. And if I recall, the girl cat that gets painted like a skunk always gets away. She's able to defend herself. Speedy Gonzalez, we just got rid of him because he goes, arriba, arriba, and just dashes away and again never gets caught. Well, that's racist. How's it racist? I mean, just to be silly about it, think for a second. Hispanics from down south are coming across the border and running around. They ain't getting caught either. They're Speedy Gonzalez. I mean, come on. It's a cartoon. If you don't like it, change the channel. Turn it off. Move on. Watch something more your speed. But I enjoyed the old classic Warner Brother cartoons. The classical music to go with the funniness of Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner. Foghorn Leghorn, come on, come on, boy, yeah, you know, boy, come on. And I'm a chicken hawk. I eat chickens. 
Yosemite Sam, Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig. You know the pig never wore pants. How come we're not banning that? That dude is out there like Donald Duck. I got his cheese in the breeze, baby. So we can have that. So we can have, what, pedophile duck and pig running around? Come on. It's just a cartoon. Disney Corporation is out there literally crapping on its founder, Walt Disney. Dumbo. There's a crow in there, and that crow's black. Crows are black. And his name's Jim Crow. Yeah, if you really think about the relevancy of this, maybe you'll get it. But sometimes simpletons don't. They just go, that crow's black, and his name's Jim Crow, and he's talking a lot. That was the point. The crow was wrong. Jim Crow was wrong. But the funny thing is, for those that don't know, Jim Crow laws are about segregation. Blacks over here, whites over here, we never intermingle. Okay? Stupid idea. So stupid and hated by the left. You have school districts and universities that are doing this very thing right now. Uh, Black people over here, white people over there. And they're black-run schools and liberal-run schools. So it was bad then, and it totally was. And we're going to do it now because it's not. No. Again, if you have a moral compass at all, if you deem this behavior is bad when done to this race, then therefore that same behavior done to a different race is equally bad. If black people, I guess, just want to, these the fanatics, right? If they just want to run away and they hate, you can go back to Africa. You have the right with your pet, boop, go and just go live amongst whatever it is to you, your people or whatever. If it's so horrible and so bad, go, go, go wherever, go what makes you happy to live your life so angry and so miserable that you must punish everybody around you so that therefore in your eyes feel as horrible. A lot of us just think you're, you're all pathetic. If you don't like it, where is it? You know, like it, you know, you can love it or leave it. If you don't like it, I don't like California. We have to stay for a couple of years. Have to. It's just not fair to my son to do that. We're going. We're going to go to Texas. We may go to Florida. There's a little bit of talk of South Carolina. We'll go wherever makes us happy. At least happier. California is a cesspool. There are homeless people living all over the streets in liberal-run state, counties, and cities. This is what they want. Take everything away, put them on the streets, let them crap on the street, let them pee on the street, let them do their drugs on the street. There are needles and poop all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. There is the same all over Los Angeles and growing and expanding. It's everywhere. It's disgusting. I'm a huge LA Kings fan. I have no desire whatsoever to ever go to Staples Center to watch a game because that's downtown LA. And surrounding Staples Center are tens of thousands of homeless people, a lot of them very mentally ill. And nobody does anything about it. We just, we all put our hand up beside our head and just, just keep walking. What you just saw, you know, I mean, I saw a guy in the middle of the day down by the Wiltern Theater while I was going for work at one o'clock and had a vendor with me. Make the turn around. Now there's bicycle LAPD around the corner that I'm coming down. And their job, I guess, is only, as they put it, to issue tickets and traffic summons, things like that to people because they're parking or doing whatever in that intersection. 
very busy intersection. But we make the turn, and around the corner, what do we see? Naked white guy. I don't know, 50 years old, had gray hair, beard. Naked. Saluting, if you know what I mean. Entertaining himself, if you know what I mean. And it's it's uh, like Koreatown. That's kind of where this area is. So there's a lot of Asian women. Young, just women, all ages. Getting off a bus, that's a big bus stop area. And they just put their hand up. They saw the guy, they saw. They saw a naked dude entertaining himself. And they put their hand up on one side of their face that he was on, like, to block the view. And I'll just walk by it and pretend I don't see it, even though I just saw it, and I'm probably never going to forget it. And then I heard, like, two days later on the radio station I was listening to, it's uh, KFI 640 in LA, big talk radio station out here. And a lady called in to the John and Ken show, and she's telling the story. I'm like, yeah, I was right there. I saw it. She went around the corner to tell those cops on the bike. It's not our job. So guy got to entertain himself right in the middle of the day in front of hundreds of people in an intersection and hundreds more that drove driving by for as long as he wanted. That's California. Who wants to visit LA? Anybody? Who wants to go to San Francisco and get download the app? There's an actual app that shows you the locations of the poo-poo and the drug needles so you know where not to take your kids and dogs, I guess. And it's gotten to the point where you really can't just leave. You got to just maybe stay in your yard, but they're breaking into the cars and it just, it's out of control. It is utter disgusting chaos out here. And everyone's been locked down for a year. As you all know, California's like, you will not do anything and go anywhere because it's just getting crazier and crazier. Adolf Newsom is out there changing his, his quarantine rules and things like that because, you know, he's getting recalled. Well, that's going down. And he's trying to save his skin, so he's going to let it up. And then you're all going to go back in your cars, and you're going to go driving around. And you're going to go, wow, we can go to see a football game now. We can go to this Dodger Stadium now. We can go places now. Yeah, enjoy the view. Because what you remembered was horrible is upgraded itself. It's now horrific. And it's just a matter of this summer will come around, and you thought COVID was bad. Wait till the diseases that have been exterminated all of a sudden start popping back up in the homeless communities, the streets of LA, the streets of San Francisco. It's going to be absolutely disgusting. And I'm sure it's going to be my fault because I'm a white guy. But going back, we're sitting there talking about Disney movies from the 50s. You and your cockeyed mind are trying to apply your thinking and morality of today and applying it to a time that didn't. If you don't like Dumbo, don't watch it. If you don't like Peter Pan, just don't watch it. I'm not a big fan of Peter Pan, so I don't watch it. I don't think I've even ever seen the Aristocats. And I, and I, children growing up, the whole thing. But I guarantee you, none of the kids that were at daycare of mine or home watch this stuff are sitting there marching around, Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow. They probably don't even remember the name of the damn bird. Or anything really about the movie. It was just it was the big-eared flying elephant. I mean, the ride at Disneyland is the Dumbo ride. It's not the Jim Crow whites over there in the Dumbo line and blacks over here in the uh, really bad Dumbo line or whatever. You're really making a mountain out of a molehill, if not even smaller than that. It's absurd. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you don't want to read it or don't like reading it, then don't. 
I suggest people that want to do all the book burning and want to block all this, you should just read Mein Kampf. Embrace it 100%. This is what you are. You're playing word games with it all, but this is what you are. This is what you believe. Just change words like Jewish and things like that. Just say white, Christian, whatever. Same thing. It's how you're behaving and acting. A poll was done. And the guy asked, like a thousand people said, yes, I'm a liberal. And asked a thousand people who says, yes, I'm conservative. And to express your point of view, to make sure it happens, are you willing to perpetrate violence? Are you willing? Guess which side of the aisle said, oh yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't the people on the right, the conservatives, that think talking about it and having a debate, it wasn't them. It was the left. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting there going, oh, that's a bunch of nonsense. Really? Who's, who's a burning down parts of Seattle and Portland and just last night L.A. got a little bit of something? The old Antifa and BLM peeps. Hey, they're the fascists. That's what they are. Their very existence and definition of their existence is fascist. They don't want to say the word because it still has power. But as long as the left keeps screaming and pointing to the wrong people and saying it, it brings it down. I think that's the plan. Look there, don't look here. Look there. Trust me. Reading something like Mein Kampf, it's there to teach you now what went wrong. And what not to allow happen again. You'll learn from this. Because I am applying my values of today to something from then. You learn from it. I don't throw it away and burn it. I don't own it. I don't want it. I already know what's in it. But if you don't know, especially if you vote for the letter D, you might want to read it. It may enlighten you when you put today's world in that context. It probably won't. But National Socialism Party, that's a Nazi. So I just encourage everybody, instead of just, well, that movie, I mean, James Bond. So don't watch it. Do you find James Bond to be a sexist, misogynist, woman rapist, or whatever it is you think, don't watch it. I'm going to watch it because I enjoy the spy movies. I like the Sean Connery films. I like a couple of the Roger Moore ones. Timothy Dalton, there was actually one in there I liked. Pierce Brosnan had his moments. Today's culture would actually, I would think, like him because he was a little less manly. And then Daniel Craig showed up. First couple of flicks are really good. These last few, but I liked him. I mean, you can't always write the best James Bond script. It just is what it is. I mean, I could watch Roger Moore do For Your Eyes Only. It was a great movie. But I can't stand Moonraker. That was garbage. People of James Bond are like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just a story. It's the way spies actually behaved. They would use power and sex to get information, to advance their cause, for whatever it was, and then move forward. Kill who I had to kill and go on from there. It's just a story. I mean, goodness sakes, Eric Swalwell, the representative out of California that's in charge of the Foreign Intelligence Committee, he got the biggest moron in the world running it. The guy got tripped up and tricked by a Chinese spy. She banged him. 
Why would she do that? Oh, the information and the insight of what's going on. Manipulating him. That's his reverse James Bond as it get. So it was a cheeky James Bond that did the politician. I fell for it because she's pretty. You know, I do my force because there's people get upset that actors are out there acting. That's the job. They are being someone other than themselves, a character in this script. And then they, with their own talent, skills, and foresight, make it their own. The Simpsons. Y'all screamed, Apu's gone. Because how racist that somebody from India is running a quickie mart. No, it's very common. It just is. It's culturally accurate. It offends you. Well, turn it off. Don't watch The Simpsons. Why don't you go watch that Trash the Family guy? I mean, goodness gracious, you got a little tiny baby with a football head trying to kill everybody and his sexual confusion on every episode, a dog banging women. Does none of that go like, dude, animal sex, bestiality. It's in a cartoon. That doesn't offend you. I don't watch Family Guy. It offends me. I don't watch The Simpsons because I'm not 20 years old anymore. I grew up. It got old. It's the same thing over and over and over and over and over, and they're still the same age looking. They don't even change. They don't even have the decency to draw Bart at 18, except for like one in a Blue Moon episode when they go to the future or whatever in a dream sequence. But now, I believe his name is Harry Shear, one of the original voices of the show, still going, does many of the voices, and he does The Doctor. And off the top of my head, because I haven't seen the show for many years, I don't remember the Doctor's name. But he's the one that's like Bill Cosby, the black doctor, who goes, <laughs> always has that giggle. And in talks, he's Bill Cosby. He's done by Harry Shearer, who's a white man. This is not acceptable. We cannot have a white man doing a black man's voice. This must change immediately. We need justice. So they take it away from him, and they're hiring a black guy to do the black voice. Why? It's acting. Harry Shearer was being paid to do like 10 voices on the show. Economically, that's kind of solid, right? You're paying one guy to do the job of 10 people and he does it well. So why would you change that? Well, he's not black. Okay. Find a black guy that can do it. Who cares? It's just a voice. You never even see them. People could go and I could give you a lineup of six photos and put it up there and say, which one's Harry Shearer? And you're like, I don't know. He's not talking. How would I know? Exactly. It's acting. Could you see? The same thing would apply. Tom Hanks can't play Forrest Gump. He's too intelligent. You have to have somebody with an IQ of 50 to do that part. And then you can make the movie because then it's okay. So my name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. And we're going to take 20 years to make this movie because I'm so stupid I can't read a line. Life is like a box. Bo What's that word again? Box. Okay, let's retake that. Life is like a box. What's that part again? It's acting. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. 
I just felt like running. Lieutenant Dan! Just let it go. Get over it. If you don't want to listen to it, you don't want to watch it, you don't want to read it because it bothers you, go find something else. Just do it. Save everyone your self-righteous indignation. You're going to change the world by changing the past. It's just more, let's erase history. Gone with the wind. Don't care. I've seen a little bit of it, and I found it to be juvenile. I thought it was really poorly acted. That's just my opinion. I'm applying my way of looking at movies and my culture, I guess, but I don't like it, so I just don't watch it. I watched Casablanca the other night. I loved it. still a great movie. Play it again, Sam. It's to entertain you. It's to maybe, if you're reading a book, it's to get you to think. Thinking is not evil, despite what fascists want you to just, here's the rules, here's the list of rules, learn them, be them, breathe them, and act them. And you hold everyone around you accountable for not doing the same. That's a fascist. That's a sheep. That's a useful idiot. That is not the way to run a society, a healthy one. You don't like it? Don't watch it. Shut up and go away. I don't want to hear other things getting canceled. I don't like actors and actresses being canceled because of the way they see the world or because of the color of their skin. I don't care. Let it go. Look in the mirror. Start with the issues right there. How many of you got children going to school and not getting good grades because you don't let them or make sure they go to school? How many of you are making sure they're doing their homework and what they're supposed to do? Not a lot. I see it. Almost every day my wife comes home like, oh, geez. 54 emails today. Let's see how many responses I get. Same kids from last week and parents. The answer will be four to eight. But she never stops because that's her job and her responsibility. No one's ever going to tell her and the teachers like her that they are slacking, that they don't care. Look in the mirror, people. Start there. Because that's where you're going to start fixing everything. You've got to start with yourself. It's just entertainment. If it offends you, tough. Suck it up and move on. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L-U-A Podcast, all together. L-U-A Podcast on Facebook. So please join the community, tell us what you think, and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. What did Chairman Joe say or do this week? Chairman Joe, stumbling, bumbling, fumbling. So after the ice storm, Chucklehead, some people call him Mr. Potato. (laughs) He's the potato. I don't know. He's just, it's sad. This guy is not there, and his health is deteriorating right before your eyes. And his wife and the puppet masters are just going to, we're going to get to watch the whole show. He's in Texas, Houston specifically, and he speaks. And he's fumbling and bumbling like he always does. 
And then he says this. What am I doing here? No idea, dude. We don't know why. We don't know why you even leave the basement. Every time you do, this happens. He pulls out a card out of his coat pocket. It has, nobody knows what it says on it, but apparently it's got, an, they reprint one every hour, every day or whatever, and give it to him, and it has the number of people that have died of COVID. Again, I believe a very overinflated number of actual COVID deaths, but there's the number we're going with, 500, whatever thousand. He pulls it out and he's got to, you know, play the distance game because he's, I guess, too proud to put on glasses or whatever. But he stumbles with, I carry this card around because, I mean, no president's ever gone, I carry this around so I never forget why I'm here. But he forgets why he's anywhere. He doesn't even know he's in Texas. Doesn't even know why. There was a snowstorm. Got cold. You're there. But you don't let him out of the basement. And how is he going to know? He doesn't have a clue. It's past my nap time. It just doesn't stop. The border. Joe opened it. Took everything Trump had built up over the four years to slow the flow, to create a more humane and safe way to do this. Wasn't perfect. But you couldn't just do it in four years and fix it. It's going to take time. You have to get the politicians in Congress to start getting more involved. And those guys on the border. Like Henry Quaylar, who's a congressman from Texas, who's a Democrat, who's speaking out against this craziness, that the cartels are going crazy, shipping drugs, people, prostitution, sexual, child trafficking. They see it. You don't see it in D.C. You don't care to see it in D.C. But it's happening all over the thousand-mile border. People are dying, being exploited, being hurt. Not because of our policy of trying to create a process. No, it's being done because we're not in a crisis. It's a challenge. So you want to know what old Chairman Joe did? He deployed FEMA to the border. Do you all know what it means? Where it comes from? What does FEMA stand for? Federal Emergency Management Agency. It's just a challenge. It's such a challenge that we're deploying FEMA. The same guys would go if there was a hurricane that slammed into Alabama or Florida or Texas. They would go out there to try and help the people of America. So now we're deploying FEMA to help the illegals just literally being poured across the border. The numbers are now between six and 10,000 a day are just coming in. They catch what they catch. They test what they test. They release everybody with, without COVID. We care so much about COVID. We're going to waste all this money to stop it, but we're going to let everybody south of the border with it in. This is what they don't tell you so that we can make sure COVID sticks around as long as possible. Therefore we have more control over you as long as possible and you can't do anything. Ha ha ha. Maybe in July, you can sit down with your family. July chairman, Joe, You, I want to say a lot of bad words, but I won't. You want to go see your friends and family? Go see your friends and family. My wife and I took off this weekend with our best friends to Death Valley. They'd never been. It's an amazing, beautiful place in February and March. I highly recommend it. Chairman Joe just continues to be this face 
but he's not in charge of anything. This is none of his policies. He's he's just on strings. They're pulling him and telling him what to do, what to say, what to point. Saw him come out and give the speech. It's all Trump's fault. That guy didn't do a damn thing when it came to vaccines. But one of his own COVID senior advisors says, you got to tip your hat. Trump got warp speed rolling. We would not have any of these vaccines if it wasn't for that program. That's what Biden's own guy said. The Biden appointed that wasn't named Fauci. Contradiction. Here we go again. That guy will either be fired or found dead. He'll get Clinton. It's just nonstop. Trump was able to get the programs going so that someone like Chairman Joe, hey, Joe, you, you said in your little speechy and stuff like that, you know, when you went on TV and got your vaccination, but just a couple of weeks ago, you said it wasn't available till after you took office, which was just the end of January. When did you get that shot again? Oh, yeah, that was in December. Yeah, December. That's before January. Before you were in office, when the evil orange man had it in the process. And what was your vow, Chairman Joe? I will have a hundred days. No, I'm going to do, we're going to have a a million vaccines every day for a hundred days. Yep, that's what I mean. That's what we're going to do. Oh, awesome. You know, Trump said that in November and was doing that in December and every day since. As the vaccine got better, production was ramped up. He started talking. This is Trump. To Johnson & Johnson because theirs, was, I guess, is the best swamp water you can stick in your arm. But no, you, you know, Biden. No, see, that only happened because I became president and, and they, they talked. And I was there. No, you weren't. You were taking naps. You were looking around saying, you know how many people died today? This is how many people died today. Out of a billion, four hundred million, excuse me, a trillion, four hundred billion. Perfect. He comes out with that speech just blaming everybody. And everything that's supposedly good as he was being so sad. And he was talking to America as if we were all six years old. And if you didn't get it, you go back on YouTube and watch it again. That was wacky pappy talking to six-year-olds. You're not going to get to, uh, you know, only if you behave yourselves and you, you know, wear your mask and go get your vaccines. And, you know, if you do this and if you only, if you do that, and as long as there isn't this, and as long as there isn't that, then maybe we'll let you around probably after the 4th of July, maybe sit down with a relative. Oh, gee, thanks dad. You're actually going to let me do something. Wow. Aren't you just swell? He's running the country. And one of the biggest responsibilities, and I would assume the biggest pleasures of the job, is picking up the phone and either taking the call from other foreign leaders or making a call to foreign leaders. I don't get to do that. People in Congress more or less don't get to do that. Nobody really gets to do that. That's kind of like the, hey, that's the big thing. You the prez, you the man of the United States of America. You carry some weight. This guy doesn't carry his own luggage. But he doesn't even do that. He probably doesn't even know what's going on. Joe, it's Snap. Go over there and play with your dogs that attack our security people in the White House. Go do that. Yeah, that happened. Kamala, come here. I mean, you remember in that debate you did with Pence about foreign relations and you just went, cliche time. 
you know, I'm just going to, uh, try to, uh, you know, learn and, uh, you know, express, uh, my point of view and, uh, you know, cause we're all one thing and we're all going in the, you know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's been put in charge of this. She is speaking to all the world leaders on our behalf. Go back and watch the debate with Pence in that section. Go watch what she says about foreign relations. You literally just going to take your head and start you know, headbutting the wall. You're just going to headbutt the wall. Bam, bam, bam. And you, you're sitting there going, I know eight people that can do a better job than that broad. She is so underqualified. It's not even funny. She has no clue. None of them do what's to be done. But she's speaking for all of you. What damage is being done to this country by this clown show? I hope to God is repairable because like most of you, I bet you have your doubts. The slippery slope may be too slick to climb. I don't know. I don't know how many people that aren't a fanatic, but vote, you know, voted for Biden are going, what did I do? I know I hate the orange guy, but good Lord. There has to be some perspective on this, doesn't there? Some hindsight looking back going, gee, was it that bad? I mean, COVID hit, but before COVID hit, things were not, you know, I hated his tweeting. Okay. But put it in perspective. The media never gave a story of anything good. They just ignored it. Unless you were really paying attention and said, well, look what he just did there. He just took care of, of historical black colleges for the next 10 years, where before him, it was every year, please, sir, might I have some more for my black students? Please, sir, we just need a little bit of pudding. Instead, he's like, he went to them, said, this is what I'm doing. It's done, 10 years. You're gold. They didn't say that. You didn't even know that if you weren't looking. The crime bill that Joe, you know, Chairman Joe, Mr. Racist Joe, People's too stupid because they're black and brown that they don't know how to use the internet. This guy <sighs> makes my head hurt. You can't sit there and go, I made a mistake. I still don't think the guy got anywhere in there. 80 million. He probably got about 60 million. And then the night the election shut down, 25 million votes just showed up. This whole thing is broken. The dude in charge is broken. The chick that's number two is broken. There are people in the background, if you pay attention, they're running the whole show. No one in a right mind can think Chairman Joe is an absolute 100% aware, functional, adult human being. No chance. If you think he's functional and solid as a rock, mental health in this country is getting out of control and I suggest you seek help because this is not what we signed up for. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. America.